Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. What's going on, guys? It's Knife Talk, podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, DIYers, anyone with any interest in making in general, blacksmithing, bladesmiths, it don't matter. I'm Jeff Fader from Fader Knives. I'm here with Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. And unfortunately, our, our friend, Mareka Momasi, isn't here this week, but we're going to try to make on without him. Craig, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel rejuvenated. Really? So yeah. So I've I've driven back from the from the UK to France overnight. I've had a couple of hours of sleep and I'm ready. I'm back and I'm like excited for you know the coming week and so on. It's all good. Really good. That's good. Sorry about that. I had to I had to take care of a little noise. Oh, um, oh, so oh. <laughs> it wasn't a fart. I wish it was. <laughs> I wouldn't have muted. I wouldn't have muted it anyway. But uh, there was. A, who cares? So what were you doing over there? Oh, it was. It was a busy time. I was there eight days. Um, really busy time. So I put on a, a show um, of an old sort of nineties band. Um, so I sort of promoted that and all the rest of it. Uh, but then we were in the studio with my band. And, um, yeah, we've recorded two songs. And we go back next month to record uh, another two. Uh, ready for an EP we're going to put out in uh, end of November. Wow. And it's rocking. It is such a different experience going to a studio with a full band. We all get on. We're all into the same stuff. It's, yeah, it's a much, much nicer experience than going on your own. It's, yeah. Yeah, it was a great couple of days. Really are you great. are you getting like this arrested development, or I mean, you're 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 getting like you're getting an opportunity that most people don't get, which is to kind of like live their childhood memor their childhood fantasies. Yeah, and you're doing it at a later stage in life. That's exactly what we, and that's what we've all talked about. It's just like this is all of our boyhood dreams, you know. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have found these three other guys who. Are, pretty much the same age as me um maybe a little bit younger but i don't like to admit that that's fine and um yeah and we're all just absolutely loving every second of it and i've got to say right these songs are epic they are rocking they yeah it's so yeah i'm really excited and you know i'll, pl- I'll play some i'll play a song on the on the uh, on this podcast i'm sure in a couple of weeks time but um it's really good and i just feel full of energy i'm yeah i'm back Back in the studio today here, um, back seeing the kids again after eight days, um, which is the longest I've been, you know, without seeing them since any of them have been born. Huh. And, um, yeah, it's just lovely. It's just lovely. But we've just been hit by, like, like a biblical storm. It's, it's like we, we arranged the time for this podcast, and it's been hot all day. Um, five minutes before this podcast, the heavens have opened, and it's windy. There's, like, a, it's, yeah, it's mad outside. It's mad. It's, it's lovely. It's lovely. Weather can when the weather has been so bizarre. It, mm. it, I can't even really want to talk about it. But uh, back to what you're doing. Uh, you sent me some of the samples of some of the songs, and it's, oh, the demos. Yes, yeah. They sound. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, they're one of them. The first one you sent me, it feels as though it's the catchiest song you ever written or you've ever like exposed to us. Yeah, yeah. We we've got so we're doing four. So we're releasing a single with four tracks on there. Two of them are proper sort of rocky, big, anthemic, really catchy, catchy choruses. And the other two are completely the opposite, like really mellow, stripped back with one of them is literally just a piano. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm really, really like loving every second of doing it. It's great. So right. this brings us to Knife Talk. Mm. What is it about, What's the? what do you feel the differences between creating a song especially you know as a knife maker you're not very collaborative i mean that's yeah. not an insult that's just the thing yes, and then yeah. you're creating a physical object what do you feel the parallels are between being a knife maker making knives and then being a musician recording with 
on a group? I don't think there's many, and I have been thinking about this this week. That I think they're the complete opposites, which is huh. why I'm loving it. So when I'm making a knife, there may be a small change, and maybe next time I think, okay, I'll do it this this way, this way, and everything is just very sort of incremental, um, and you're not really. When you're making it, it's, it's like what I'm doing now, I'm making another one. So, right. you know, it, it doesn't feel as if... Spontaneous. There's no if you spontane- make it. Spontane- spontaneity. Exactly. Spontaneousness. Yeah, yeah. And like, But like when we're in the studio, um, particularly the studios we've been using, you think like some of the music, you know, some of our heroes have been there and stuff. And, you know, they've had like a little moment, which may be four or five seconds of a little sound they've made that, you know, I'd love 30 years later. So it's like it's like I was saying to the band when we're there. It's 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 not just another day playing a song. It's like something could happen, right? That could that could be your history. That could be when you go. That's what people know you for. And it could be just be a three second little guitar bit or something. But you know, it, it feels as if there's moments to be made when you're in the studio. When when I'm making a knife, it's it's more incremental. He says, okay, I've got that in my head. Next time, I'll change that slightly. Well, this is part of the whole idea of the performative nature of blacksmithing and bladesmithing, which is similar. Mm. I actually, when I was at the Center for Metal Arts, right now, when this is... When this goes out, the Center for Metal Arts has their Cambria Iron uh, Symposium, uh, Cambria Iron Conference, and a lot of mm. knife makers down there, blacksmiths, they're using these three thousand pound chambers, uh, three thousand pound utility sure. hammers. It's insane. The pictures are insane. The steel's insane. And the artist there, who's who's there, his name is Pete Matilla. I'm, I spent some time with him. Great guy, wild, wild guy. I mean, like mm. you you meet him and you're just like. This is this is the guy who might take my life. I mean, he's got tattoos all over his face. He's, he looks wild, but he's the sweetest, nicest, really fascinating guy. He's a sculptor from yeah. Tasmania, and he and I were talking about art. And what he was saying, what we were coming to the, you know, when you look at art or sculpture or paintings or whatever, you 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 as a viewer, you tend to take away the trappings of the process. You don't really think about what it took to make this. And you could be say the same thing in blacksmithing and bladesmithing. As the viewer, you look at it based on what it is exactly. And he and I were talking about the fact that a lot of blacksmiths and bladesmiths are obsessed with what it takes to make something, the craft in and of itself. Yeah. And he said something to me, which I, I almost feel works for you too, which is we made a joke and uh, it was basically, he says that uh, blacksmiths are drunk on process, which hmm. means it isn't about the final outcome as it's the journey of what it took to get there. Yeah. And I loved it because it's so true because, you know, you talk to some of these bladesmiths and they're going to talk about all the, you know, the, what it took to do the tooling for this, what it took through the forging for that, and as opposed to the final, looking at the final outcome and just judging it for on its own. And I would imagine that for you, this is turning into full blast. All right. Well, we'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll bit, get you yeah. squared away. I'll tell you but how I, that makes me feel later. Yeah, I would, yeah. But for you, I would imagine that whole concept of being drunk on the process is like you were saying, you have these three seconds of just like, incredible spontaneity and it's mm. like the shots of adrenaline yeah that, that's exactly what it is right yeah so you know we'll see the red light goes on and we'll record and we'll do a take and yeah it's like what happens then there's no okay there is fixing it we can do another one if you like um but yeah we're, we're not leaving it's, it's, it's a stranger because we are leaving a product right and people will listen to it and so on but you know when it's a knife it's a product that people can pick up and look at and you'll f- try and f- Personally, you know, I try and find a fault or whatever it may be. Um, but in a song, it's quite often the faults that are the bits of magic, if you know what I mean. Right. No, these, yeah. of course, these little weird moments that, you know, you hear of these these musicians who said, some guy said, give me a cheeseburger, and he left, give me a cheeseburger in the in the, the track. There are these, yeah. and that's a terrible example, but I mean, <laughs> you, have these, you have these incredible moments where it seems as though the journey is where the best parts are. Yeah. Like you, you've already yeah. you're done with this town. I mean, this town brings me down. You're out. You're on to. Yeah. The, you're on to. You're on to yeah, what you're doing completely. now. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, completely. that's funny. Yeah. Actually, so, could, go ahead. No, go on, go on. I said so it kind of ties into what I've been doing this past weekend. We uh, uh, it's been a. I had two. We have two big jobs we put in for 
to to do two big different projects and we put the bids in for both and i closed the deal on the one that i was i was kind of taking care of which was awesome really great it's gonna like it's gonna it fits perfectly within the confines of the time frame of when they need it it's a fast-paced job but we're because i've we've been so good about like not having a lot of custom i mean i have all the custom orders we have now are, are, are done. I'm actually going to we try to clear the decks so we could get ready for this job. And now we're waiting for this other one. And Allison's kind of like pacing the floor to try to like get this guy to <laughs> commit. And we're, we're getting there. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah, yeah. So we clear the decks this past week because I I, um, I see I uh, closed the deal on Monday. And now we're waiting for material to come in and the steel hasn't come in yet and the handle material is like, we can't start this big project that i'm just mm. dying to start are you up against it time-wise nah, it we'll be, we'll, i mean no nah, well i i don't i mean it, it, if 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 the shit falls through yeah or if the guy doesn't send them he, he's give, sending these barrels if he doesn't send the barrels in time we could have a problem but i don't foresee it being a problem at all it's, yeah. we've been really tr- really kind of working and training in the shop for this type of volume it's not crazy it's like 20 chef knives but where we got where you can do it and i shouldn't take more than two and a half weeks so i'm not yeah. too worried about it but so we're clearing the decks it's just i'm pacing the floor calling new jersey steel bearing where's my steel coming when are you gonna get the steel going? oh we're working <laughs> on it we're, we're. when he, and then i'm trying to get stuff for uh maker camp uh, i'm gonna have some friction folders for sale there i'm gonna have some they have ultralight edcs times yeah i'm like there's all this stuff that I can't do. So my yeah. wife went away this weekend. And this is not too dissimilar to what you were up to. Um, my wife went away and I decided, all right, well, I'm going to forge a couple hammers. So I got some hammer material. And the interesting thing is, was with, with, for me, is I'm not tooled up for it well. Like I have some drifts. I have some punches. I have this shitty power hammer, tire hammer that I hate. I hate. Mm. And I have, you know, made hammers with Cliff Dufton and John Ariani. I've spent time with them. I've been over the years. I try to make a couple hammers because I want my own. I want to use my own hammers. And I got three yeah. hammers I really like. The problem is, is there are these. I know the process. I know the steps, but shit fucking falls apart, or this doesn't work, or and I need another heat, and it becomes so frustrating because there are these moments where you get a good hit in and all of a sudden the shape's right or you didn't mm. fish, you know, it, the process becomes so pivotal towards you being happy or sad. Like I know how to make a knife. Like I'll make a knife and I know what it's going to look like. Yeah. But the hammers yeah. are so hard for me because I just, I just want, I want to get better. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to enjoy the, pro, the, the, the hardness, the, the, the difficulty of doing it yeah. to the point where I'm not planning on selling them. I'm not, I'm not going to be a hammer maker. I'm never going to be like John or Cliff. I'm not going to be Jake Farham. And I'm happy with that. I'm enjoying yeah. the struggle of like trying to finish and make what I intend to make. And but it's, do you think your, your, your struggle and your sort of lack of experience in doing this opens you up to more to find in like a bit of magic when you do something who's like you because you discovered it yourself almost it's well like, now it's, it's even better that's an awesome question because it's not too dissimilar to some of our listeners in terms of their expectations for what they're trying to do and their inability to understand that experience is over is underrated mm. so like i've been doing i've been i've made probably shit i've been, for with john and cliff i've made like four four or five hammers with the with them and i'm like i kind of don't want them to do anything any, anymore because it's like mm. i can't i can't have my hand held all the time and now yeah. i've made i've made on my own i'd say 11 hammers and three of them i love three of them i love and then the other ones i've usually give them away like i'll give them away to friends or something like that and I, like I said, his DMs are open. By the way, everybody, don't fucking send me. <laughs> listen, you pocket, you pocket, you you pocket uh, Shakespeare. Don't write me the tome on why you deserve one. I don't. Want, I'm not interested. So that's the end of that. <laughs> but it's it's what's interesting is is like I can I totally feel like a lot of our listeners who are like I'm trying to get these for the, the knife down. I'm trying to forge these knives correctly. And I'm struggling, and I just don't know what to do. And I, and I'm kind of like embracing them that, yeah. you know. And it's it's interesting because it is like there are these moments. So I would imagine similar to when you're in the studio, where there's this three second moment that you're just like, 
fucking that is it right there that hmm. is that is it and i you it's struggling to find those is is one of the things that i find interesting yeah and what i've discovered over i've spent quite a bit of time in studios yeah. over the last year or two years maybe um and hearing stories from various producers and things like that you look up to i mean we do it in the knife world we look up to certain people and think they're you know what they're doing is perfect and and again in the studio you look at you know bands that have maybe been in the studio previously and when you hear the stories it's just like well none of these bands knew what they were doing either right you know they just got in that groove and they did it enough to make magic happen um so i think yeah like you said experience is is everything well here's the thing for you and i think that you would i don't know if you'd agree or not but you're also at a different stage as a musician you're very accomplished like you're very accomplished as a guitarist i mean your solos are unbelievable you're awesome rhythm guitarist i know you do the drums you do all the different parts you have the experience of being able to understand them understand the instruments and then you're able to have the creative process the creative process is writing the songs because you know how to play it you just you or you know what to do i would imagine it makes life so much easier because you have all this experience of being able to play as a musician I, i'd say the complete opposite oh really whereas pretty much like my knife making game i can do pretty much anything but you know i'm not a master at any of these things you know, but I know huh. enough. And it's, it's pretty much the story of my life. Whenever I do anything, I sort of submerge myself into it. So I know enough um, to, to sort of do a good job. But yeah, particularly, you know, whether it's guitar, drums, bass, whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm not very good at any of them, but I know, I know enough to be dangerous. And I'd say it's pretty much the same in the workshop here. Um, I know enough. To make it happen. To make it happen exactly exactly right. yes yeah that's yeah. the the hardest part is the hardest part is you see what people do and you just you cannot understand the amount of time it took and energy it took to get there mm -hmm. and that's the most frustrating part it's just like you want to fast forward to the part where you've already committed the ten thousand hours and you're already able to do the stuff that Morocco can do or or you know or, or whatever and it's yeah. like I think that's the hardest part. And part of it is, you know, you and I talk about age. And I've really recently, in the, I'm recently in the past five years, really embraced the age that I am because, like, I feel like I have so much experience as a metal mm. worker. I mean, over 30 years of being around metal and steel and either forging or welding or making sculpture design. And I feel as though it's not about the stuff that I have, but the stuff that I can do with what I have. And, yeah. and, I, and I take that as like this incredible, incredible. I mean, I feel like it's, you, it's a shit you can't take away. Experience is something that you just can't take away from a, per, who a person, hmm. you know? And it's like, that's yeah. like, this is so fucking Gary Vee. I, I just want to like, <laughs> choke myself. But, but that's the interesting thing about being a maker or a DIYer is it's, it, people worry about, I got these tools and I can do this if I had, and I think to myself when I'm making these hammers off, I had a press and if I had a punch and a stripper, I could strip the holes and make them one punch to make the holes and then I, you know, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, but I wouldn't understand what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, without that struggle. Yeah. No, it completely makes sense. Look yeah. at you. Look at oh, you. Look at I, well, I had a topic, by the way, and after you do this read, I just want to talk about the topic because we're not going to go into it because we have a lot to get to. We've got a lot. We've got, a lot. and it needs to be a short show today. That's as fine. Well. So, so yeah. Word from our sponsors. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. So and they really are. Don't fuck around with any of those other stuff. <laughs> Get an even heat. That's what you need. Don't fuck around. So <laughs> yeah. we were gonna. I had a topic that I wanted to do, to talk to you about, but I think it, I really want Morocco to be here. And then what I really want is I want the listeners to send in their their i their points on this topic, and then we can talk about it for the next episode. So. I noticed that a lot of times, and we don't, I don't have to really talk about or cover it. I just wanted the listener to also send us a message on Knife Talk podcast on Instagram. And basically, it's what's the difference between being influenced and being inspired by? Because I see mm. a lot of people who talk about, I'm inspired by this knife maker. This, I'm, this is inspired by this knife maker. And I wonder if they're using the wrong terminology because being influenced by design is different than being inspired by something. And I yeah. thought that this would be a great topic for next week. 
when I get Morocco here, because well, you and I can talk about it. He ain't going to listen to this. And he ain't going to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. He ain't going to listen to this. I got to bring it up when he gets here. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're saying to you, I have, a diff- I have an opinion in regards to what the difference is between being inspired by someone or being influenced by someone, send yeah. me into Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. Nice. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I've got some thoughts on that too. Yeah, well, it's because I think everyone, I think everyone needs to go back to school. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think that people don't understand the difference. You know, so, so you caught somebody copying you again? Then, no, Jeff. no, no, is no. I mean, it's, I mean, I get tagged by, I get tagged by people, and they say this is, you know, I've been influenced, I've been inspired by, and they're using the wrong terminology because they're basically taking my shit. But then yeah. you're using a word that you don't really understand what it means. And yeah. it's like you're trying to make. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, trying to let yourself off. So okay, we another got word questions. Sponsors. We got yeah. Let's do questions. We got questions and listener feedback that we must get to too. So okay, you're the, okay. You're the you're combat the abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at combatabrasives.com and get fifteen percent off with promo code Knife Talk fifteen. Do it now. Do it now. There's no dead air in this show. We're skating along here. Skating <laughs> along. Okay, let's go to the, the feedback first. Oh, then, okay, maybe. great. So if you want to send in listener feedback, by all means, go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, and then you can send us questions. And also, I do usually a call to action a couple days before the show, so we get some a lot of fresh questions, and our listeners are the best listeners. I don't give a shit about mm-hmm. all these other podcasters. You save your listeners to, to the to the paid, you know, the paid, uh, the Patreon Patreons. after show. We get them in the in the beginning. So the first one comes from our friend, the Canton Cutler. This is a fucking good one. This is based on um, bad customers. We had we were talking about last week about bad customers and what people mm. do. And the Canton Cutler says a well a relatively well known B list chef came to my workshop with the promises of a collaboration. He wanted twenty steak knives in his own line of chef knives. He turned up in his Porsche with all his knives and asked me if I could sharpen them, which I did. He even drank one of my beers. He left promising to firm up some of the details and talking excitedly of the future and never spoke to me again. Uh, Lost an evening's worth of work, a can of beer. Be wary of the tire kickers. Yes, and a can of beer as well. Gutted. I mean, you can't make it up. I mean, this is the thing is like, I definitely have conversations with someone where we're inspired, we're excited, we're fired up, and then it just fizzles out for whatever reason. But like... yeah. I get yeah, I get messages from yeah. some of these chefs. They're, 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 they have some ideas. They have some yeah. ideas. And that's the thing. I think they've all got ideas, and I think they'd all love to have their own, you know, handmade signature blades and so on. But um, it can't. It comes at the costs, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other thing is, and this is not uh, to Canton Cutler's problem, and this is not anybody else's problem, but a lot of times. DIYers or knife makers or people who are starting their creative business on their own, they don't realize that they need to do some work too. So I'm not, this is not nothing to do with Ken Cutler. He's our guy. I'm not making a, a, a thing. But I got an email about this project, and I had to make it happen. I had to be the one to say, here's what you can do. Here's when we can do it. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can do. Here's the price. And I kind of, when I said I sealed the, I signed, um, I closed the deal. I closed the deal. If I didn't respond in the email or if I didn't like do all the hard work to see if we could do it, then it doesn't happen. So there's a lot of also, you know, as a small business person, a creative, you have to do a little bit of the hard work too. You can't just expect everyone to hold your hand. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to make that decision easier for them as well. Right. And Um, you're following up with emails and stuff like that. Present them, you know, a limited number of questions as opposed to, you know, yeah, it's endless. We can do whatever you want. You're never really going to tie that down. If you say we can do this, this, or this, or this, this, and this, it's an easier choice for them. You know, you're making their life easier too. A little short story is uh, we're going to be doing business with 360 Knife Block. They make great mm. magnetic knife blocks, and I really yeah. appreciate them. She and I had a really Sarah had and I. They listened to the show. We had a great conversation. I'm fired up, and then. We had problems in our shop in terms of personnel. We had like you know emails and back and forth, and there was we had problems in our, our on our end. And I made a very concerted effort to say, I do not want this to f- fall apart with 
369th block and I you know I'm like on our guys in regards to we're going to do a deal but I could have seen it could totally have been like I could have totally forgotten about it and not made the effort to make sure that we sign you know get something going on yeah um but yeah. It, you know and that happens too because she could have been the same thing she could Sarah could have been like ah fucking fader <laughs> you know give me all this bullshit and then you know nothing happened I you know you gotta like you gotta cough it up at some point yeah yeah Tyler Young says, congratulations on episode 300. I was listening to uh, portions about working from a customer's drawing and and, uh, and iterating through multiple designs and went over the intellectual, and then it also went over to intellectual property. So it's very interesting in parallel to what I've been learning studying as an architect for registration exams. And I'm just going to kind of breeze through this. For architects, there's a contract with the American Institute of Architects that is specifically built to protect the architect. Obviously, architecture is more expensive than most knives, so contracts are extremely necessary. Uh, You can, as an architect, you can sell or uh, contract. The drawings can be released to a client to them and seek a different architect or potentially build the same uh, buildings... Uh, building in um, possible international. Blah, 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 blah. In any case, mm. and when in doubt, you can write something up and charge someone for extra, whatever it is. So basically, this was uh, Fox River Forge was telling us about this guy who wanted us to do a million drawings, and you know, and yeah. then back and forth and back and forth. Um, but but you know, how can you protect yourself in regards to uh, to that? And I have one actually. This one is really good. This one's from Ronald Knives. This is kind of like up in in that um in that same conversation in regards to getting a drawing from a customer and then how do you proceed ronald knife says i had a protest a potential customer reach out about a custom knife and ask me to do a drawing for him i did a rough sketch and gave him a price and he said he was happy with the price and design and wanted a quote proper drawing so he could scale it and cut it out of cardboard to make sure that the size was comfortable i did the drawing and he came back and requested a couple of changes and aspects uh, to the design, which I did. I have a couple of options for the handle materials, and he said he'd decide and let me know. Then he disappeared. A month later, he reached out again and tells me that he took both my drawings to another maker who oh. made two knives for him, quote, much cheaper. But he was, wasn't happy with them and wanted me to make the knife for him after all. He, <laughs> he asked what I would say if I asked him to do a third design for him. And if he promised to get me to make it for him, I told him uh, I would say, go fuck yourself. And he, w- and he never replied. That was a few years ago. These days, I do rough sketches for customers to make sure we're on the same page. I won't mm-hmm. do a proper scale drawing unless it's a good repeat customer uh, or there's a deposit paid. Gee, the cheek. But you know what you can do in that situation? Use knifeprint.com, um, 2D CAD in the browser. Super simple to use. If a customer comes comes back and says they want it, you know, handle 20% larger or whatever, super simple to do. And, you know, it's all saved on knifeprint.com anyway. So you just bring up your old drawing, scale it up, make a PDF, send that to them, and you're away again. Um, but what's amazing, what you can do then, um, you can actually make a render of it, like a 3D render, and you could take a little screenshot of that so they could see what it was actually the steel would look like. You could spin it around in 3D, and, you know, it's a bit of a wow factor to send your customer and say, this is what your knife would look like. Um, and, you know, if you're looking to get that sale, that may take them off the edge. Um, but what's great then, obviously, if you want that cutout, laser jet cutout or water jet cutout, they'll do that for you as well. Knifeprint.com really is amazing. But yeah, for these these times when you're doing drawings for customers and they want amendments, it's all just saved there. So you just make a little edit, save again, print it off and send that to them. Knifeprint.com, loads of uses for it. Go take a look. That's the best way to, that's the be- easiest way to knock something out quickly because you just don't have to all of a sudden, you know, I see these guys, can you do me a drawing? And then the guy gets his beret out and he gets yeah. his, like, sets, up this, <laughs> sets up this still life. And next thing you know, it's like, quiet, yeah. quiet. I need to concentrate for this drawing. You know, you yeah. got to figure out ways. And that's part of the, the thing is figuring out ways in which to make things easier for you. Like I have some some secret ways that I make, you know, being able to do drawings easy. I'm mean, I can tell you, but, you know, it's it, it's to the point where it isn't a big production. Yeah. Uh, and, and number two is why don't you, when you do these drawings, fucking sign them, you know, and sign them where, you know, it's like it clearly yours. <laughs> so, like, they don't take it to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, God. So it's up to you, and you want to keep going this, you want to do questions, whatever you want. Let's do a couple of questions then, I suppose. Okay. Let's have a look. Um, bingo Kindle. I love Bingo. Um, Kindle. Or what do you all think about the next big thing in knife making? The next trend, 
or the next CrossFit. We made jokes in regards to a number of mon- months ago that <laughs> the hi- uh, hybrid handle scales are the CrossFit of, <laughs> of yeah. knife making. Some people didn't like yeah. that very much. I think because um, everybody's doing not just knives now. Everybody's doing uh, you know meat skewers, tongs, and all the rest of it. I think air fryer tongs made out of Dharma steel are the future. I think they'll be big in 2024. Air fryer tongs made of Dharma steel. Uh, uh, Carly's not very happy with me, I think. Last oh, because you, you lost your piece. Yeah. I'll find it, Carly. She sent me this message. <laughs> I'll, fi- I'll find it. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so I got that beautiful piece of Dharma steel. I did tear up the shop a couple weeks ago, but you know, last week, but it's fine. I felt guilty. I, I was, part of me was just like, you shouldn't have, you should have kept your fucking mouth shut, but that doesn't pay either, so... I tell you, I tell you what I'm I'm seeing. I'm see, the biggest trend now are people are trying to fill the need for people getting into knife making. You know, you start to see like Broadback Ironworks started their company. Um, you're starting to see companies like uh, Baker Forge making stock removal, really nice, very exotic steel. Same thing with with Damasteel. Um, you're starting to see people think, how can I address issues? that um a a person without a huge industrial shop can do Hmm. and i think that you're going to start to see much more many more things designed for the hobbyists when i say hobbyists i mean like you got your shop in the back it's minimal tools how can i make a you know really high level knife without you know breaking the bank or buying you know getting a ton of experience yeah yeah well i think you know, this show, people can see there's a community out there. Right. And, you know, there's various TV shows now and, you know, other podcasts as well. People know that there's a, a big community out right. there. And I think where there's a community, there's opportunity for <laughs> for business. And um, so I think, yeah, if people are coming up with their own little tools and jigs for things, I think, well, maybe other people would benefit from this too. And, uh, yeah, and they're selling them. Well, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert uh, at the uh, Center for Mental Arts. I was When I was down there, Pat Quinn is starting to really address a lot of those issues and he's starting to come up with curriculums that are designed for people who are looking to figure things out and one of the things and, I, and you know I, he's starting to do these classes that are forging classes for bladesmiths so it's not you know you how you can move material better with your power hammer or move material better and it might not be, you know I might not end up with a knife at the end of it you might but you'll know how the best ways to move material are so there are people who are figuring out ways in which to uh, optimize i know that uh, baker forge was, was doing uh, billets with integral bolsters kind of part of the bullet billet so you could mm. you know people with, could stock removal out an integral bolster knife and i feel as though the there's such a new interesting way of people getting fired up about knife making that they're going to figure out ways in which to make it easier and look at knife print knife print has made it very easy for a stock removal person or uh or or someone who 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 might not be able to have the means to make knives is to do it i mean all of our sponsors yeah, all of our sponsors. Damascus steel, being able to get you know a stainless Damascus in a, in a you know and a billet ready to go in the mail. Yeah, you know, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. Yeah. I think that that's save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The next big trend is to try to figure out how to let people make these beautiful things without, like, you know, killing themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, This one comes from our friend uh, Mikey Billy K3. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Uh, what grit would you take a blade up to before etching to do a stone wash finish? Have you ever done a stone wash finish? I've never oh, done a dude, stone wash finish. No. You'd love a stone wash finish is right up your alley. Yeah, I uh, do like them. Oh, yeah, I'll like tell you what, because it works better with stainless. And this is all Matt Gentry's fault. He's got me down the the acid at. I didn't realize he, you know, stainless. It's like meant for stainless, and it's like because you can etch them deep and. 
The, the interesting thing about the stonewash finishes, the problem I have with uh, belt finishes, if it's not a perfect belt finish, when the light shines, you always see the imperfections. And that's yeah. my own problem. That's my own problem. And with my knives, I also feel as though it stunts your eye. So when you st stonewash finish a knife, you're all of a sudden you're taking away all the shiny parts, so it's all matte finish, and you never get any of that reflection at all. So mm -hmm. there is you you don't see the reflection from the you know anything, and um, but you do have to be you do have to go hard in the paint with the belt finish. You really got to that's I'm working on a better belt finish in order for the the stone wash to come out better. But yeah, um, so, so your belt finish in, then you etch in. As, as, as dark as you can get, right. then you're tumbling with stone, right. which you'll put those... Well, it takes away. Those. So, yeah, so your belt finishing, and I usually go up to, I don't know, until it looks good, and then I've, you know, lean on it with the, 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 the scotch bright, and then I haven't ha I haven't gotten down to where I'm, I'm feeling like 100% and tell you exactly what I do, but I go down as far as I can, knock it out with the scotch bright, and then I put it in the, in, in the acid to go as dark as possible, and what the stone wash does is it just takes away some of the darkness in a very specific pattern and that's what gets you you're take you're making it dark and then you're removing some of the darkness to kind of create that stone wash finish yeah but, and because it's non-uniform then that stone wash it sort of detracts from any um blemishes or like blemish. yeah, weirdness yeah, yeah. but you yeah. you you lose out on you lose out on that shining you know when you see the reflection on the belt finish and it's not yeah. just being like, well, you suck at bell finish. It's like there are little parts that just, if you're a human being, you, you're you going to make. And it's like you're taking away those, you're taking away a lot of that stuff, and they, they look great. Now, one thing I will say about the uh, stonewash finishes, the, I have a, a one that works great for smaller knives because it keeps it moving and the one i have is from uh, harbor freight and it's got like a pillar in the middle and the pillar goes up and there's just a piece of threaded rod and then you put the cap on and then you put the locking nut on and it basically keeps the top from off, yeah. being off so if you have a knife that's too long what's going to happen if it doesn't move around it'll keel up and then it'll rub on that column and then all of a sudden you don't have an even belt finish. You got this rubbed spot, which mm -hmm. kind of fucks things up. And so it's like getting that, figuring out the best way to make sure that the, it tumbles in a way that is, you know, fine. But I'm all in on the stone wash. Yeah. I think it looks great. Yeah. I think it looks great. I'm surprised Broadback haven't come up with a, an accessory yet where I've seen people using the belt as a drive belt. Yeah. And get like a, a plastic container. And right. But the, the you know the whatever medium stones you're using in, and, and use the belt then to, to yeah to couple skateboard wheels, you know, and then get your PVC pipe, shove it in there. And I know that some people, and I'm not going to tell people's secrets, but Matt Gentry's got it down. I all shot all hail Matt Gentry. He got me on this. He the good and the bad of Matt Gentry is he got me on the stonewash finish, and he did such a good job that he also convinced me to go on a TikTok, which I hate. It, I hate, I hate... Are you actually on TikTok? I hate it. I hate oh. every second of it. I hate everything yeah. about it. I went down this rabbit hole of hatred for TikTok because it's like, mm. it, they are scum. They are scum over there. Who, I hate it. I hate it. And I hate myself is really what it comes to. I hate myself for listening to him, but he gave me the bait and switch. So God bless you, TikTok, but God bless... Uh, the patron saint of uh, of my the yin and the yang, my own yin and yang, Matt Gentry. You did a good job. You read this next one. This one's for you. From Noah Skinner. Um, hey, Jen's got a question for you. Any tips for a first time maker camp goer? I got the silver pass, so demonstrations, hands on stuff, camping, etc., all included. Anything in particular I should bring? Tools, current projects, and so on. He says, You guys are the best. The podcast is always a highlight of my week. Keep it up. Uh, your friend A. Nelsech, I think. A. A. Nelsech. Um, so make camp for the How first the time. How the fuck so did you miss that? Oh, Say his name sex. again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You had me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he did that. He put that A. in. He put Nelsex. that in. Nelsech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A. Nelsech. Nice Come on. <laughs> was, I love it when our listeners do that. I was just so happy. Oh, uh, I wasn't alert for that one. <laughs> um, what kind of fucking name is A. Nelsech? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're putting it in the pot, if you're listening and putting it in your stuff, 
by all means, try to knock us out with some of these names. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'm so happy. So Noah, let's call you Noah for now. Um, <laughs> from what I can gather, you wear a tool belt um, and a yellow hard hat. I think that's what everybody <laughs> wears to make a camp. Um, yeah, I, I've never been. So Jeff, I mean, as a first time goer, yeah. he's got the passes to do the demonstrations and all the stuff. What should you be taking? You should be taking nothing. Like the the better the you don't. This isn't going to be. I think that some people think that it's like this free for all open shop stuff. There, you if there are any demonstrations, you are provided with stuff. So don't carry shit. Don't bring anything with you. I mean, that, that would be my thing, because I think there's this idea that we're all going to get together and uh, and we're going to like forge together. That's not the case. Like there are things that we, you know, there are opportunities to do stuff. And then the things that, that people have opportunities for, they will provide you with. So like uh, Bob Bernard has some forges and stuff like that. He has hammers and tongs too. So let him carry it. Don't carry shit. Don't bring stuff with you. Don't walk around with a hammer. But one thing I will say is this is a great, if you're going to Maker Camp, this is, I thought about this yesterday while I was making hammers. This is an awesome, if you want a great hammer, Cliff and John, uh, Cliff, Cliff Dufton, John Ariani will be there and they will have hammers and axes to sell. It will be the, a really rare opportunity to be able to like see their stuff and actually buy their stuff. And the prices mm. are very, very good for the quality that they do. So uh, it bring cash. That's what I would do because there might be things you want to buy. I will have... They don't like paying tax. It's bring cash, especially Well, the hard, like the tax, hard part is, is they don't have good internet service. So it's like, <laughs> it's hard to... I'll have stuff. You can bring cash. I'm not going to bring a lot of merch. And the reason why is because my merch got stolen last year and I was like mm. bittered by it. So mm. I may have some hats, but I will have some friction folders and things. Um, cash is good. Good cheer is good. Good attitude is good. I would bring safety glasses that you like to wear, maybe some earplugs. But other than that, just a good attitude. But don't, this isn't going to be like, um, you're going to be able to try things and demonstrate and talk to people. And that's the best part, but it's not going to yeah. be, um, I don't have a gas bottle strapped to your back. No. A what? A gas bottle strapped to oh. your back with a forge under your arm. You don't need that. Yeah, don't bring... Less is more. I mean, bring a sweatshirt because it might get cold at night. But other than that, I would go I, I would go less is more. And this is a guy who's bringing an anvil and a goddamn... I'm bringing all shop with me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lucky... But you know what? If you are going to buy stuff, um, head on over to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com because he sells everything. Steel belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns, and more. He's the Canadian distributor for Combat. Um, he also does, you know, broadback grinders. He does everything there. Go take a look. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, the one-stop shop for all your knife-making needs. Lucky Bastard uh, Artwork says, what kind of music helps uh, helps you zone in the most in the shop? Is there is there a no food and no music rule, Jeff? Keep cranking <laughs> out the fun. Love the absurdity mixed with giant chunks of knowledge and experience. That come that joke is the fact that I don't eat in my shop. I, mm. I don't tell people what to do, but I don't believe in being super duper comfortable in your shop um, because I feel as though number one is I'm afraid of rodents. Number one, and number two because we do you know you can get rodents in a shop, and number two is I don't like to get too comfortable. I don't like to get too comfortable in the shop. I never mm. liked being. You know, so like there's no couches, there's no lounge chairs and shit like that. I, I get in, get out, relax at home. So Jeff doesn't have music. I do have he music. He plays on a loop, um, the sound of babies crying. I do have music. All day. Just <laughs> there's always music in the shop or something else. What do you listen yeah. to in your shop? Um, I don't particularly have anything specific, but um, I'd say it's job specific. So let's say I'm doing a day of grinding. Um, That'll generally be more sort of upbeat stuff. But if it's, you know, mellow gluing out, I'll, you know, I'll throw on some like Radiohead or something, and you know, and just really sort of chill out with it and just, you know, just, just get into that vibe. So, yeah, I don't particularly have anything specific, um, but it generally is task-led as opposed to like, today we're going to do this all day, you know. It's weird because I have, I've been a Sirius XM subscriber from day one. I love it. Mm. I, I think it's so convenient, not to mention it has every baseball game, you have it's just great and i we listen to i usually put on the classic rock station i just like it uh, cl uh, yeah. classic vinyl then we also have been listening to a lot of lithium which is like 90s grunge music which is mm. awesome 
Um, and then I listen to Monday and Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I always have Howard Stern on in the morning just because I just, I fucking, I mean, he is my, he's my Dalai Lama. <laughs> no, I mean, he ain't me, my Dalai Lama. And then, um, if there's a baseball game, I love having the baseball game on in the shop during the day. There's something about listening to baseball. Baseball is the only sport you can follow, and it's easy to follow because there are these there are these stretches. There's you know there's not it's not like soccer where or football or whatever you call it where it's like stretches of you know they pass to them and pass to them. Baseball you is meant for radio, so I like to I feel like listening to baseball makes me kind of like think a lot harder. So. Mm. Fair enough. And then Fair enough. Uh, every once in a while, David will put on this. Uh, this channel turbo it's like fucking death metal and i'm just like jesus oh, christ geez. it's not death metal he don't like death metal but at the same time <laughs> yeah it's kind of like i mean and the f- worst part is is i am such a piece of shit i turn to him and i if there's a song on that's really bad i just like i turn to him almost every time and i'm like do you like this music is this your kind of music he's like well you could change it if you want I'm like no 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 i want you happy it's like i do the same body of thing every time i said this is what you fucking like and then so you make him feel shitty yeah. and she, no, I want no, to be happy. no 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 this is for you <laughs> oh no i want you happy as long as you're happy i'm happy and that's the funny part because it's like i cannot control myself like i have this yeah. own. i said because this is like this is this is what you like this is the kind of music. It's, I'm such a piece of garbage when I do that to him, too. But at the same time, as long as he's happy, it's fine by me. Exactly. Right, you take this next one from Wyoming, Wyoming Cody. Wyoming Cody. Our buddy says, getting ready to pull the trigger on a broadback. Planning to start out making bushcraft knives and eventually want to transition to a kitchen cutlery. Do you recommend the 8-inch or the 10-inch contact wheel? What do you, in terms of contact wheel, what's your go-to? For bushcraft, it's going to be different than uh, culinary. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a particularly big (coughs) contact wheel. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I I think mine's eight, I think. I've got loads of much smaller ones. Yeah. Um, A 10-inch one is is pretty big. It's like a bloody tractor wheel. Um, Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you're doing smaller knives, I can't see why you'd need... Or you need a bigger one. If you then doing, you know, kitchen knives and you want like S grinds and all the rest of it, maybe you, you'd be thinking about a bigger one. Um, but what you can get, which are reasonably cheap, you can get the uh, the curved platens now, which would almost do that job anyway. Um, certainly easier to store. Oh, you mean um, the cheaper. the plates? They're they're they the radius platen. Radius platens, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything bigger than an eight. Oh, look um, at you bragging you know <laughs> it's enough eight's enough but 10 is a lot i mean 10 is yeah. almost too much for someone you know exactly i mean talk to mr out i mean know? talk to mr nelsex i mean you don't know <laughs> you, i mean i don't know what he's doing with but i mean it's like you know you're, you're you're quibbling between eight and ten it's just like i mean a baloney's a baloney i mean fucking <laughs> i mean you hit him with the fucking hit him with that big one i mean what's the difference i'll tell you this i'll tell you this if I was going to uh, pull the trigger on a broadback, I would definitely get their their. Uh, they have a work stand, a work rest that's a, that's deep and that you can use it with your. Um, you can use it with the. Uh, it's an adjustable work rest and it's got long sides and you can use it with the contact wheel. So if you wanted to, um, if you wanted to just do. Uh, those goddamn uh, hollow grinds and without having to use a jig or as Matt Stagmer called it, jigless grinding, you could definitely get, definitely get that adjustable rest. And then you will probably find yourself in a lot easier situation. Mm. You know? Yeah. And if you go to broadbackironworks.com, you can, uh, they're having a quad state uh, event for getting 10% off with that. And then, uh, and then afterwards you can get 10% off, Definitely go check out what's going on at Broadback Ironworks. Check out what they have. Definitely look into the different wheels they have, and look into um, look into that adjustable rest. And then you can afterwards. I don't have the date in front of me, but afterwards you can use Knife Talk Ten for ten percent off. Now for bushcraft knives, you might consider the eight-inch wheel better for smaller knives because yeah. all of a sudden you're getting. Uh, you're getting a less steep hollow, so you're getting much more um, uh, 
progression between where the top of the hollow starts and the tip. So that's the difference between the eight and the ten for a hollow grind. Is it's just how st- the smaller it is, the steeper your progression is between the beginning of the hollow to the edge. So yeah. you might want to get both, frankly, and just try them both out. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it great? Look at our sponsors there. So all these questions we're asking. Our sponsors generally have the answers. Yeah. They've got something that'll fix fix people's problems. Well, it's amazing. Back to it. what Bingo was saying. I mean, this is really what it comes down to. The next big thing is how do you f- uh, fill the need when somebody has a need? How do you fill it? There are companies out there making, you know, jigs, adjustable jigs. There are people mm-hmm. making, you know, more and more people are making uh, ca- uh, carbide uh, file guides. There are f- people figuring out how to meet the needs of this growing uh, group. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Michael Irvin. Um, this is a good one. What are some good tips when it comes to taking good photos of your knives when putting them up for sale? Do you use any props to fit the style of knife, such as chopsticks for cutlery knives, wood uh, bones for hunter knives, that kind of thing? Love the show. It's been great. To, uh, it's been a great help as a novice knife maker. I don't think it can be underestimated how important it is. If you, you know, particularly if you're selling online, how good that photo is needs to be because that's that's your calling card. That's what people are looking at. That's that's what people are buying into, really. Um, and you know, we've all got decent. Well, most of us now will have a decent camera on our phone. That's enough, really, is. And it's all about light. I know, Jeff, you do a lot of stuff outside now, don't you? You just use natural light for as much as you can. Or I bounce in. Right. Yeah. Or bounce it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all about light. Find a nice spot. So don't don't find you know a, a dirty, dusty corner of your shop just because there's a bit of space there, and you know the light is really bad. And think, oh, I can just open up the brightness on my phone; it'll be fine. Um, capture it with with great light, and that could be next to a window. And you can use sometimes you can use those shadows to your advantage and make it you know a little bit arty if you like. Um, but what I particular, I mean, I, I I rarely do it now. But when I when I was taking photos. I like to sort of create a style of my own. So when people are looking through, they go, ah, even without even seeing the knife, even the style of the photo is enough to think that's whether that's a chop knives or whoever it may be. Um, so rather than just do what everybody does, you know, you know, hold the knife in your hand and, you know, to take a, a rough picture, um, just give it a little bit of thought. And um, light is your friend. Yeah. If you can get outside, get outside. Don't stand directly above it because you're just going to cast a shadow over it. Um, yeah, just just give it a little bit of thought. You, you don't need to buy expensive lights or cameras. Your phone is good enough, but it's all about light. You're very good at, you kind of create the whole Apple effect where it's like, it's like Apple products. It, it's very like streamlined and beautiful. It's so minimalistic, minimalistic is how I like yeah. to do it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the don'ts. Mm. I, don't, I do not want to see a picture where you're holding the knife in your hand in the kitchen and I can see your fucking feet and dirty socks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to see your fucking socks. I don't want to see the tile of your f- kitchen. I don't want to, God forbid I see your bare feet. Yeah. I don't want to see your fucking feet. I don't, I don't really want to see your fucking hands. And people have, and I've done this for years. I've been saying, you know, Nick Angers is the only guy who can do the hand pick right. I've recently yeah. been doing it with the glove just because my hands are disgusting. But it, people try to make their hands sexy. Don't do that. It's enough. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They'll do, Nick, Nick is the king. Nick is the hand king. And he'll kind of turn his hand a little bit and then he'll flick the pinky and the middle finger up and it's look like it's almost like the statue of david hand a little bit like it's not like some fucking craggy piece of shit hand don't want to see the hand but i certainly god damn it i don't want to take a don't take a picture of your beautiful knife in your shitty kitchen floor with your mm. dirty ass white tube socks I fucking will not ever buy shit from you if you think, look at my knife, and then all of a sudden you just like your fucking, it's just like your pubes are hanging out. It's like nobody wants it. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen those pics? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind yeah. a dirty shop. I don't mind a dirty shop. Like, if you got the, if the light's good and there's some, Hillary fucking hates it when I have my dirty shop and then there's a picture and then the Home Depot, I, God damn it, they make these orange buckets. And for some yes, reason, yeah. you, the go, the only good thing is is when you take your picture and you think it's good, and then you start to post it, and all of a sudden you're just like, 
That goddamn orange bucket's in there. I got to do it all over again. The only good mm. thing about those orange buckets is it's like this alert that you got to retake the picture because I accidentally got my Home Depot bucket in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, the yeah. feet, though. Yeah. God damn it. I don't want to see yeah. it. How do you think people are going to want to buy your fucking custom knife for $900 yeah. and your fucking disgusting athletic socks are in there? Yeah. Your fucking disgusting I- feet. You can buy just like pieces of card, like foot, foot, photographic card, which is matte, so it doesn't reflect in like various colours, um, and just putting your knife on there where there's no shadows and taking a lovely picture. It can look exceptional. I tell you, who's great? Toma is great at these. They look like oh, fine yeah. art. Well, he's got a space. Pictures. He's yeah. got a room, and he's got lighting, and he's invested in all that stuff. Cliff Dufton and John take the best hammer pictures. Because they have like a little photo booth that they've made that's white, mm. and you see the, and you don't see the. Another thing that knife makers do, and I've I'm bad at it. I've done it in the past too. Is you will put it outside, and then if the sky is blue, you'll see the blades are blue, yes, and you wonder yeah. why. But it's because your shiny ass knife is reflecting the color of the sky. A lot of times, the best days to photograph outside are like cloudy days cloudy days because then you're not you're reflecting the you're reflecting the you know the gray clouds and then that'll also help you with if you're if you know sometimes your customers will take pictures of your knife in their kitchen you're just like because the lighting (laughs) in the shop all the lighting in the house all of a sudden makes the satin finish look like a just a little bit too like staticky and and just like you're just oh god don't fucking post that picture but if you do like an outside where it's it's a little bit cloudy, you'll get that matte finish in the picture that looks a lot better than the blue one. <laughs> the blue one. Yeah. I love them. Mertansa did a couple of them with the blue. I was just like, does he know the sky's blue down in fucking Australia right now? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and give them a wipe as well. I see so many people that are like, Ugh. it's like hair on the blade and stuff. You just like, just paper towel, give it a nice wipe. Um, you know, maybe even oil the handle fresh so it's all nice and glistening. And, uh, you know, present it the, the best way you can that you're trying to sell this thing. I have a problem um, with that because I always use acetone thinking, but acetone streaks like shit. Like yes, acetone is yeah, super yeah, duper yeah. streaky. So it leaves like yeah. some sort of film on it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I just cleaned off that part with the acetone. And then it looks okay inside. Then you bring it outside and you're just like, yeah. Would yeah. you cut some grease with it? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. Just a little bit of thought. Just, yeah. Well, we have no, a no couple questions. We have a little more feedback. You tell me. Let's do a couple more questions, and then I need to get off. But I want to tell everybody about TexasFarriersupply.com. Um, they've got everything. Bladesmiths, and knife makers, farrier, whatever you are, they've got everything you need there, including the awesome Indasa Rhinoet, which is the sandpaper that I use, Jeff uses. Most of our listeners are now using it because it's the shit. It saves you money, saves you time. So we all hate hand sanding, let's face it. So if you're going to do it, do it with the best stuff that makes it easy, which is Indasa Rhinoet. They sell it at Texas Forest Supply, as well as anything else you could possibly need to do what you need to get done. Um, and you'll also get 10% off by using Knife Talk 10 at checkout. So why wouldn't you try TexasFarrisSupply.com? Let's let's hop down to... Uh, let's hop down to... Because the next one's for Morocco, really. Yeah. You want to, you could do J Mod knives and Blue Dog knives are good too. Your choice. Okay, let's do that. I'll do J Mod knives. Yeah. Um, sup guys, would you consider a knife being food safe if the last etch was in muriatic acid and not coffee? I always make sure to rinse it well with distilled water and apply a couple of coats of axe wax with a heat gun. Just making sure I'm not sending out knives that are going to give someone cancer or something. Uh, congrats again on 300 episodes. You guys, are the best. J Mod. Um. So, uh, muriatic knives as a f- last etch. Would you consider that food safe? Um, no. I think you get... Well, the one thing is I would... You got to neutralize. Yeah. You got to neutralize with baking soda, everything. Uh, there are people out there who do... Their last etch is uh, ferric chloride, which if you neutralize it, I, I, I would imagine it's okay. I think, you know, we're not... I mean, you know... I would uh, if you're not neutralizing that you, you'll you'll just get this black stuff coming off on food if like you cut into fruit right. or whatever you, do, you can just see it it's disgusting yeah that's one of the issues that a lot of people have with carbon seal I've had people say mm. well the, why is the black coming off the reason why the coffee etch is so good 
is because it's can't get much food safer than coffee. You know, you're mm. etching with like, you know, or vinegar if you use vinegar, or if you use you know these light acids and stuff like that, or mustard patina. I love a mustard patina, and it's mm. food safe. So yeah. I would have a real problem with muriatic, and obviously you can you use muriatic with uh, damasteel. Like if you're etching damasteel, you're using muriatic, and obviously mm. the most important thing is you have to um, take it off with. Or, or neutralize it with baking soda. That I can't stress enough that I don't think dill is distilled water is enough. I think you need to. And there's ammonia and Windex. You can use Windex, but I think that safe, be safe than sorry. Um, baking soda is clutch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blue Dog Knives says, Hey, cuties, I got a question for you. I've recently gotten to the point where I'm looking into online sales versus local shows. What payment processor do you use, and do you folks roll in card processing costs into your customer's charge or eat the percentage as a cost of loss, a cost of business? Love ya. Mm. Well, if you're selling online, you're going to need – it sounds like an ad. Um, <laughs> if you're selling online, you're going to need um, a website, obviously, and – Unless you're either web developer yourself and you're, you're custom making something specific or if you're paying somebody to do that for you, um, you'll probably be using one of the, the sort of packages, you know, like Wix or Squarespace or, or Shopify or something like that, which, you know, the website builders and you sort of drag and drop your own designs, that kind of thing. Um, they'll all come with payment card processing um, features anyway where you link either your, your PayPal account, your Square account, your Stripe account, wherever it may be. Um, and they'll handle everything for you um, to make accounting super simple as well because everything's listed. Um, so, yeah, you can use pretty much what you want. Um, if you can, try and keep away from PayPal just because they'll change the rules every other week. And I've just had nothing but problems with them. I know lots of other people have problems with them as well. Um, Stripe, I think, is great. Um, I mean, the, the processing fees, they're generally going to be sort of to get you, Le- they're going to be less than five percent, you know, by a long way. Um, so yeah, you just eat it, you just build it into the cost. I think if you're, you know, if you're trying to sell something, you know, plus credit card processing fees, it's it's oh, a bit don't bit, don't it's a bit 1993 that you know, you want to uh, yeah, just roll it into the cost, but it's it's minimal, really, is minimal for you know what you're getting. You're getting to sell your products the other side of the world for what 1.2, 1.5 percent of the cost. You know, it's yeah, it's 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 an amazing thing to be able to do. So I think yeah, just just build that charge in if you need to. Um, but yeah, go with something simple, something like Squarespace, Squarespace, something like Shopify. They'll have uh, credit card processing built in. Just keep it simple. I there's a couple a couple things. One is don't start. Some knife makers, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, but they write up this itemized accounting of every step as if that's some mm. sort of like degree of of valiance you know this is this this degree of like wow he's really billing he's really showing me exactly what nobody gives a shit nobody and you don't need to do that you don't need to tell everybody everything that's number one number two is i once went to the blade show and the blade cop gallery i don't know what the fuck their problem is but the wi-fi there sucks and i tried to buy handle scales from a guy and he was running around with a like a cube tied to his you know, plugged into his phone. This is a number of years ago. Signal that, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker was sweating bullets. He was losing <laughs> his goddamn mind and like, I'm really sorry. I don't know why he's running around the cop trying to find a, a signal. He's swiping my thing. He's the sweat. He's wearing, he's wearing like one of them uh, tennis hats where your hair sticks out. You know what I'm talking about? Like a visor. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's wearing his t-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to paint the picture. He's got red hair. <laughs> He's sweating bullets. He's wearing a shirt with his with his sleeves cut off. He's wearing. I mean, he is looks like, and he is having a panic attack because I'm buying like two hundred dollars worth of shit, and he's like cannot get a signal anywhere. Yeah. I, I do, and he's swiping. It's like I just don't. Remember. I don't want to be that guy. So what I do is, if I ever do that, and I don't want to be, get, I don't want to touch somebody's credit card for some reason. I just don't want to be involved with that. What I do is, especially when I go somewhere, I will have Allison put on the website the things that I will have to buy and I'll say if you want it go to the website buy it and I'll hand it to you and then buy it at your time buy it at your leisure I don't want to be doing any 
cop. I don't want any of that. Then I'll get a message saying, you know, it was sold and then I'll hand it to them. And then, you know, I can do any, if I need to do, we don't, we, you know, if it's free shipping, maybe I'll, you know, I'll figure something out there. Or if I need to do, I don't want to run around the fucking, fucking yeah. bad yeah. service area. You have the bad service. <laughs> Let your customers yeah. have the bad service. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and then right, let's do one more. Let's get out. The storm is up again. Well, you tell me whatever you want. Um, let's do. Let's do a quick one. Let's have a look. Uh, do 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 do. S grinds not. <laughs> or you want me to read off a listener feedback? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Okay. So this one is from Fernandez Forge. What would I? Because we 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 said we, the question was raised of what would you do for a ten thousand dollar job? He goes, well, I would travel halfway across the country to let two professional makers, a pretty boy and some karate guy, use me and abuse me for about a week, and and uh, in any way they seem fit. I would basically saying go go and forge and fire. I would do all this for a chance at ten thousand dollars, knowing I'll most likely leave with nothing. I'm joking, of course. I actually would if they asked. So what would you do for a karate guy? <laughs> I, love, I like if you call him a karate guy. You know, we need to speak about this next week with Moreco because um, you sent me actually the, the interview yeah. with Will Willis. Will from, yes, yes. He wasn't too, he wasn't, he, was, yeah. he wasn't too thrilled. He wasn't too thrilled with how he was uh, unceremoniously left from Forge and Fire. Yeah. And some of the antics going but, on behind the scenes. There. That's a teaser. Yeah, yeah, it is. We'll talk about that next oh, week. Oh man, we've got a lot to get to. We have. Right. Thank you all for listening. Um, no after show, I'm afraid, today. Um, but um, fuck it, it's free anyway. What would you expect? <laughs> we shall speak to you <laughs> next week. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> right, let's hit stop on this. Yeah, a big storm has just come over right. again. I can hear. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.